Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey everyone, welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Hi, welcome to our beauty podcast. Okay, today we have an amazing episode. It's a little bit of a a listener favorite. Over the years, we've done things like ask a pharmacist, ask a dermatologist, ask a product formulator. These are really sort of like crowdsourced episodes where we, it's kind of in the title, have asked our (laughs) audience... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to send us questions Let or we kind of gathered questions. Let me explain the concept to you. What we're okay, doing here right. is asking a facialist. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like self-explanatory. You it. get the idea, but like these are really played really well. So today we're asking a facialist Please. some of your top yes. questions. And, and we've invited. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who Jennifer in the back. Yeah. Jennifer Sullivan. Continue your thought. Who have we invited? We've invited Jordan Samuel, a fabulous facialist, to explain the answers to some of your tippy-top questions. Amazing. And not just your questions, but also the questions he gets all the time. So uh, I yes, should say, yes, yes. you probably know his name because that's the name of his line, Jordan Samuel. His full name is Jordan Samuel Pacini. He is an esthetician and facialist, and we will explain the difference. It's actually something we get into. And the founder of Jordan Samuel Skincare. But just because he started a brand, that doesn't mean he no longer sees clients. He does. And in the 10 plus years he's been giving facials, he has fielded a lot of questions. In fact, when he and I were discussing, we had breakfast and we were discussing this episode, like, what are we going to do? Literally the minute breakfast ended, like, zoop, I had an email with like, here's the questions. Like, he get, we must get them again and again. And then I got some questions from you guys and we're going to go through them together. Jess, I know how you like the analogy of like a college level for different products or, or <laughs> knowledge and stuff. Like, is this a 100 level? You know what I mean? Like, this is yes. hair care 101, and then this is ingredients at the 200 level, right? I was struggling. I was, I was a great student, Jen. You were very an art student. history <laughs> major and summa summa kudla. And What's higher than summa? I don't know. That's that's how, that's how magna, magna. No, Magnus right? one under, but yes, I don't oh, think there's anything higher than just Suma. nobody. No, just just keep going, Jen. Just keep going. Jordan's listening back. to his episode right now, and he's like, <laughs> "Could they shut up and like put my part of the interview on?" 
we will, Jordan. But what I was trying to get at was I can't decide if this is like a 100-level skincare or 200-level because we do do some basics like this question that you guys ask all the time, like what order do we apply products? Because they all have weird names now and you can't just, just, like it's not clear anymore what goes first, second, third. So we do talk about that. So we're taking it back to basics, you're saying. So I'm saying there's some of that 100 level, but then we get into details about like fragrance and retinol and some things that our fat mascara listeners that have a good base of skincare knowledge, like they're ready for the 200 level. So what I think I'm saying is this is for everyone. I love everyone. If you love skincare. Sometimes I feel like we get, sometimes I think, I'm just going to be a little critical, Jen. Sometimes I think we get too crazy on FM. It could be my science corner. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) We should probably go offline to talk about this a little more. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. I think sometimes I think we're both guilty. Sometimes I think we just get get in the weeds. We get in the weeds. Yeah. But I think it's good to bring it back to basics. Yeah. So not super basic. If you think you know skincare, you're definitely going to learn something from this episode. Plus, you're just going to enjoy Jordan and his story. So let's just get into it and I'll stop talking. Here's Jordan. Jordan, hi. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Jen. I'm excited to talk about skin, to talk about you. I see your little floating head on my Instagram all the time, and I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking (laughs) about. And our listeners know that too. So here you are. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. So speaking of Instagram, it's funny because your bio says that everybody should choreograph their own skincare routine. Yes. Please explain the dance metaphor. What is going on? I'm a former professional ballet dancer, but I feel like we got set many years ago, I, I know we all remember this, the like three-step routine. You use this product, this product, and this product. And while that's great, it doesn't give for nuance in skincare. And skincare should be customizable to the season, to the day, to the month, to the person, to the age, to everything. And so for me, choreograph your own skincare routine obviously has roots in my ballet background. But as a facialist, it has roots in finding the best products for your skin and your skin condition at any given time. Ooh, which we're going to help people do. But before we get into that, let's talk ballet. I have always wanted to know this. Why is it not a ballerino, a ballet dancer, who is a guy? Technically is, but it's not used, which is really interesting. So I don't know. I actually don't know the history on that. But yeah, it's always been dancer, ballet dancer, and then the female identifying are ballerinas. It's strange, but I don't know why. I've noticed that, uh, weirdly, a lot of former ballet dancers in the fashion and beauty industry, have you noticed that? Yes, actually. What's up there? What's going on? Can you Do you have any theories? I feel like both worlds of beauty, right, in different ways. One is art, and I mean, but f- fashion to me is art. Also, beauty is art. I think, not that I'm a chemist, but the chemistry behind the making of a product to me is very much science meets art. I think there's a little bit of vanity, obviously, too, that goes into performing arts and keeping your skin looking nice, keeping your hair looking nice, dressing nice. So I think that all sort of makes sense that there would be a lot of people after their performing careers in the fashion and beauty worlds. Talk talk to me about this vanity. When you were dancing, were you, did you have great skin? Did you always look the part? Were you always into the grooming and beauty side of things? So it's really interesting. I had such an easy skin situation growing up, which is the reverse story of many founders. I had a blemish here and there, nothing to, didn't need a prescription of anything, didn't have a routine, had no idea what to do with my skin. Now I know that I was very lucky at the time. I was like, whatever. Then I went to dancing professionally and having to wear stage makeup seven, eight times a week, having to a sweat and roll around on the floor and then touching your face, reapply the makeup, but then also removing the makeup and then reapplying again for the second show. And that is when my skin went to shit. And it was super reactive and sensitive and broken out and dry and oily and raw. And that was sort of the catalyst for the start of all of this, of Jordan Samuel's skin today. I mean, of course, there's many years in between, but it was sort of what got me into, oh, your skin is all of a sudden, you don't know how to deal with it. It's going haywire. And that's when I started doing my due diligence and getting facials. Do a facials. lot of dancers struggle with that, with the, the stage makeup and what it does to your skin? Yes, actually. like I would say almost everybody. Because even if you have a really sound routine, the amount of makeup you're having to wear and then remove it and then go out in the elements and then come back for the evening 
put it back on. Again, you're not doing like a really great full routine before that either. So your, your skin takes a beating in terms of over-cleansing, over-scrubbing, putting too much makeup on. And really, it's makeup that's meant to stay. It's not your breathable, like, everyday wear foundation. Yeah, we got like cryolan and alcone and like waxy pigments, exactly. right? Yes, yeah. Oh, poor clogging, comedogenic. <laughs> yes. Literally right? like every single ingredient in there, yeah. So I, I'm curious, obviously you know so much more now and you're a formulator and you have a line and you got training as a facialist, which we'll talk about. But back then, what was like the go-to that everybody got their face makeup off with? Wipes. It really, and I think it's still, well, I think I've maybe broken that habit now with that line and sending it to all the dancers of the ballet companies that I know, but wipes, because again, it was that thing of you had to get it off for the matinee show, go get your lunch really quick, come back and put it on. So it was whatever was the quickest and easiest. And so wipes, wipes was actually the big, the Neutrogena wipe and that baby blue packaging. I think Mac had a wipe that that became like the fancy one when Mac had the wipe. We had a makeup artist on who worked for Wicked on Broadway and they said that those Neutrogena, they went through like three packs a day of them. That like the trash can was like covered in green Neutrogena wipes it's, after the show. Yes, I can imagine. So as your career as a dancer is sort of winding down, because I do know, like it sort of has an, right? Nobody dances well into their 40s or 50s, right? Yeah, no, the career, so you're hired really young. I got my first contract when I was 17, actually, professional contract, and then Usually men, the average, I would say is 36 to 38. Women are somewhere between like 37 to 40, 41, 42. So that's sort of the, if you're age sort of out. good. Yeah, I hate to say age out, but yeah, sort of if, if your body's held up, you haven't had Sorry. injuries, that is sort of what you, no, it's a, it's a screwed up thing that we still talk about to this day of like ageism and the ballet, but there is also the reality of your body holding out and doing. And and for me, I mean, I retired at 29 from the ballet because of injuries I had constantly and it was it was time to go. I'm sorry to hear that, but yeah, the wear and tear. But as you're thinking about, okay, I know, I think my dance career is ending. What's going to be next? Were you training as a facialist? Like how did you move into skincare? So I was obsessed with beauty from the get-go, from when I, I moved away from home to train at the School of American Ballet in New York City. And I would use my allowance that my parents would give me or that I would earn from being a resident assistant. And I would spend it on perfumes and hair products and skin. So I was always into beauty. And I knew that I was going to want to go into a career that was like a second passion for me, obviously. And so I knew it was going to be beauty. I just didn't know what. And I really started to get into skin and skincare. And I liked the piecing of the puzzle together. I almost thought I was going to go into hair because I also love the artistry of that and the freedom of that. But I like that piecing, that sort of puzzle that you have to fix with skin and skin concerns and skin issues. And so two years before I retired, I sort of had this plan in place that I was going to retire, immediately go to aesthetic school, get my esthetician's license and start working in a spa. And that was a very like, I had the exact day, the exact, the whole thing. And I actually did it I to the day. And at the time, a, a great new aesthetic school opened in the Seattle area where I was at the time. And so it, it seemed very serendipitous to me, whether it was or not, it worked out, but it was my focus and interest in beauty. And then all of those other pieces coming together seamlessly that made the transition happen so well. So you got your license. Did you like open up shop for all the ex dancers to come get facials? Like who was your clientele when you first started working as a facialist or esthetician, if you will? I know, you know, I actually love the term facialist. I know it's technically esthetician, but I, I love the term, especially for me who really... I, so they're, they're, are they interchangeable? I've always wondered this. I mean, I guess they are. I like the term facialist because that is what I spent the time doing. You know, you could you can do makeup, you can wax, you can do skin, you can do body treatments as an esthetician, but I really focused on skincare oh, right, and the face. Right, right. So that's sort of what... So yeah, it's a little bit more all-encompassing. I do that. And like that, all but. facialists are estheticians, but not all estheticians are facialists. Gee, exactly. There? Yes. There you Yes. That's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but I started working at a spa in Seattle and that actually, funny enough to talk about this, I was getting too many waxing appointments. As I was building my clientele for facials, I also had to supplement it with the people that were coming in and I was having to do a lot of brows and a lot of leg waxing. And while I was good at it, it was not why I got into this profession. So I was a little bit frustrated with that. 
not really ready to take on my own private practice yet. And so sort of in the interim, I did product training for Kate Somerville Skincare in the Northwest region for like a brief stint, sort of set up my private practice during that time. And then in 2013, went into private practice and was doing, yes, all of the current ballet dancers and getting them off the wipes onto better products and (laughs) treating their skin after performances. And no longer having to wax because you didn't want. Yes. And that was, oh my God, that, yes. I mean, I've many That's stories. a physical trade. I, yeah. I imagine your back would like kill after you were done waxing someone's legs. Oh, and a, a leg wax is, yeah, no, it's, I would sweat. It was not, it was not enjoyable for anybody, but I would do it. Okay. So we know that you have those skills, but then you focused on skincare. You opened up your own shop. And then somehow, then you were like, well, we need a line. Was you called Jordan Samuel then? Was that the name of your business? Yes. Yeah. So that's my first and middle name. I just always felt it was a really, I love the name. I feel like it's a very strong name. I also, at the time, now there's more Jordans in the world, but I felt that Jordan was a more modern day contemporary name while Samuel was quite classic. And I liked the combination and in my head for facial treatments and thinking ahead for a skin product line, I love the idea of sort of having a contemporary twist on classics. You don't get that from reading the name. It's just something I like in my head, but it is that is part of the reasoning behind it. But to get products you like with are your tools as an esthetician, the buy-ins, so the amount you have to purchase from companies can be very expensive. It has changed over time, thankfully. But back in the day, they really were selling to multiple room, multiple esthetician spas. So the larger buy-ins made sense because you were having multiple facial clients come through, buy product, they were using product. And this product. means purchasing them from big back bar sizes of all their cleansers, the yes. brochures needed. And like now I'm a Dermalogica spa or a Kate yep. Somerville spa or whatever it is. Exactly. And here you are, one little old Jordan. Yep. So you were like, I'll just do my own? Basically. And I said, well, <laughs> I think okay. I said this to you earlier, but Oprah had a a famous comment where she said the best advice she ever got was to invest in herself, which is why she started Harpo Productions. And I was channeling Oprah and thought, I mean, if I'm going to spend this much on a buy-in for a product line, why not use that money and start with one product? Yes, I would have to supplement with other things, which is what I did, but start there and build from there. And that's exactly what we've done to this day and made it work. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today, too. We're doing this, like, special little episode. We're going to answer questions. But I was like, Jordan knows good products in other lines, too. Like, you don't seem to be the kind of person who's like, it's all my line or nothing. Is that on purpose because you love some products? Like, even if you could knock it off, would you, if it's done well elsewhere? If it's done really well, no. The only time that, and I wouldn't say knock it off, but that I'll see something and be like, oh, you know what? This is really good, but it could improve if this was different or this was different. And and that's where I go sometimes. Then you would add to your line. Yes, then I would add to it. But no, I'm a firm believer in not every line is going to work for everybody because somebody's inevitably, it's going to be out of their budget. They're going to have a reaction to it. They're simply not going to like the packaging. So I live more in, in real life in terms of recommending products. A, because I love them, but B, I know that they work. Well, this is all part of the choreography. Like, if we're going to do the dance, we want to pick the right little dance partners wherever you we look have. at me go with this analogy. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to just bring this through the whole episode. Everyone's going to be so annoyed by the end of it. But for the purpose of this little experiment, just so you guys know, Fat Mascara listeners, when Jordan and I were chatting in advance, I gave him homework. I was like, we've had some really popular episodes where we had different experts bring to me and you the questions they get all the time. We had a pharmacist do that once. We had a plastic surgeon do that. And Jordan's a big, big on education. I know you are. I knew that about you. So he brought five of his top asked questions I brought five of your top asked questions, and we're going to have like a skincare special. Products will come up, of course. We'll learn. But I feel like we should just get into it. What do you think, Jordan? I'm so excited. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I think first up, you said this question is all the time you get this. How do you know your skincare routine is working? Preach. I get this question too. I mean, it sort of is the million dollar question, right? So, and I I do feel like it's loaded, but the first thing I say is you're not having to stress about the amount you're spending on it. It's affordable for you. It's not even affordable, but it's something you don't have to stress about purchasing. Like, oh God, my cleanser's out. I have to go spend that X amount on a cleanser, on a moisturizer. So 
having it work for you, for your means, for your budget has to be the sort of starting point because one of the most important things with skin and skincare and seeing results is consistency. So you want to be using those products regularly, consistently, and so you want to be able to afford them. Wait, pause, Jordan. You don't know how many people I know who have that one skincare product they love, but they like ration it because it's so expensive. Like you're against the point of being consistent. So why did, let's bring it down the price point a little bit so you can be consistent. I love that. That's fun to have as a one-off, but then you're not like, have that as sort of your little indulgent moment, but it's, I wouldn't give that weight in terms of what it's doing for your skin. That's not quote unquote working for you. if, If that's how you feel the fear of using it up. Okay. Yes. And then two, whether it's a concern of yours, congestion, redness in certain skin tones, hyperpigmentation, hypopigmentation, dehydration, loss of elasticity, fine lines, whatever it is that you're seeing an improvement and not overnight, but over time. And that's why we still come back to the consistency because a lot of people will give products two, three days to work and be like, I don't, I don't see anything. I'm on to the next thing. And then that cycle keeps happening. And so many of your products, you're never going to see, you might see a lit from within glow or better hydration or some lines get plumped up, some breakouts, they lightly come down, but really the bread and butter of your routine, you're not going to see between for like four to 12 weeks of consistent use, depending on what the product is. But as long as through that process, you're not seeing those issues, those concerns go backwards or stay stagnant coupled with that you are being consistent and coupled with that it is working for you budget-wise, time-wise. You don't need a 52-step routine where you're stressed and starting your nighttime routine at 5 p.m. to finish it by 8 p.m. You don't need, you can, if you have the time and you want to do that, great. You certainly don't have to. But those things are the foundation for really knowing that it's working for you. Your concerns are not getting worse. They're either slightly getting better or more markedly getting better. And you can afford it. So for three months, guys, you have to wait because if you start adding in some new variable, right, then you don't know if what you were doing before was about to start working and you just messed it up. So yeah, that's, I mean, I know four weeks is what we say, but like you're saying like sometimes it's up to three months. Well, yeah, and it it depends because, you know, really the like hardworking ingredients like retinols, for instance, which I know we'll get into, but especially with a cosmetic one, 12 weeks to really see what it's doing, to see those changes. Mm-hmm. But no, that's why I preach constantly about consistency because one of the worst cycles is this cycle of net thinking something's not working yet because you've only given it days or one week to work. And in fact, it was working. Again, all of this to say, if you're having a reaction, if it's making you itch, if it stings, if it burns, like, yes, that is, you do not need to keep on keeping on with that. If it's just that like, oh, this feels lovely, but I'm not seeing anything yet, but it checks all those other boxes, keep the faith and keep that pacing going of using it. Keep the faith. (laughs) So let's say we're getting a routine and we think it's working and or we started something new and we're in that trial period to see if it's working. Maybe we added in a new product or whatever. I get this question all the time. This is a fat mascara one. What are the rules for the order of applying products? The reason I think this is so hard is because back in the day when you were talking about three-step, okay, sure, that was obvious. We cleanse, we do the little liquidy toner thing, we do the creamy thing. Now you got like masks, butters, balms, serums, sprays. What are your general rules for the order to put these products on in? To keep it simple initially, obviously you're going to, I'm trying (laughs) to think of the best way to (laughs) do this to get the the point across. So obviously your cleansers, you're going to start with your cleansers. If you have a mist or a toning step, you're going to follow that next. Think of that as an extension of your cleansing step just for ease. Then bookending that, you're always going to finish with your SPF. Okay. So we'll leave that there. So those are non-negotiable. Between our little essence toner step and our sunscreen step, So here we go. Does it matter? Does it matter in there with the order? I, I think it does matter. I think if you were to mess it up or to play around with it, it is, it's not going to ruin your routine. Nothing is 100% occlusive, not even uh, Vaseline. Like you, you can't suffocate your skin to that aspect. So things are still going to get in and get out. However, with your serums, so let's say your serums are your next step. If you have one serum, that's easy peasy. You're just going to go in with your serum after you're missed then you go in with your eye product. Again, if you put the eye product on first, then do the serum, not the biggest deal. If you had two serums, 
again, if they're both water-based, a lot of people are like, I need to put the vitamin C on first, then I put my hydrating serum on because then I won't get the results with the vitamin C serum. While that's sort of true, if you put the hydrating serum on first and then put the vitamin C serum on next, you're buffering it, which can be helpful for a lot of people, but it's not going to be this detrimental issue where you're not getting the result. It's No, it's not going to negate it. It's not going to, you'll be just fine. So that's if you have multiple serums. Again, if you have one serum, it's easy peasy. But what I heard you saying in there is you like the antioxidant vitamin E serum as the first one, and then you like the more treatment-y, hydratory serums after it. Actually, for me, I sometimes do the reverse because I'm very sensitive, but what a lot of customers ask, they want that. They want the vitamin C on first. And that to me is also, again, if we're talking specifically serums, if you want that because you're like, oh, you know what? I want those results from the vitamin C because that's what I'm looking for, for my concern. You've already answered your question. It's like, then go with that one because that's, you're feeling that. Give me my power players Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right on the skin, no buffering, get it in there. I feel like sometimes when I get questions, I think to myself, you've already answered your question because I know you're you're trying to fact check with me, which I appreciate or others, but you're answering your question by sort of knowing what you want on your skin first. And it would be that. So that's if you have your serums and all of that. Then I know comes if you're adding in a facial oil, a facial balm or moisturizer or combination of all three. So far, we've cleanse, mist tone if you're doing that, serum, eye. Then I personally go, and I know this is the million-dollar question, I personally go moisturizer. Then if I were to use an oil or balm, I would have that over the moisturizer. Then and this is we're now getting into such an excessive routine, but uh, this we're in this, like an eight step here. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Is, okay, this is not normal. We have a this lot of skincare trying, lovers. <laughs> this yeah. is just trying to make sure we're we're serum, getting serum, moisturizer, bom- oil, or oil, a more occlusive at the very yes. end, and, and then, then, then your sunscreen. if it's the morning, my sunscreen. And with that being said, like I said, this is not maybe a normal, but that is how I would do it. Yes. Again, there are people who like oil under moisturizer. Of course, that also depends on the oil and that depends on the moisturizer. We have a a more water-based moisturizer in our line. We have a thicker, more emollient, more occlusive moisturizer in our line. Those I might use differently where the oil might be under the thicker moisturizer and it might be over the more water-based cream. However, that's where you don't need to get into the weeds on that. That you can have total freedom with, but keeping it simple, cleanse, toning misstep, serum, eye, moisturizer, oil or balm if you're using, and then SPF. Got it. Okay. Next question is actually from you. And I actually have this question as well. You People ask you, do I need to cleanse my skin in the morning? What do you tell them? I feel like I keep saying another million dollar question, but I feel like so many of these questions are so contested on Well, you brought them. They are million dollar questions. (laughs) (laughs) So this is something that, because personally- I always used to cleanse twice a day, every day, until I moved back to New York as a 40-year-old and then discovered New York winters as a 40-year-old with drier skin and, you know, the heating and all of that. I can absolutely not cleanse my skin in the morning. I still do what I think of as a cleansing process. I will still splash it with water. I will rinse it. I will use a warm, wet washcloth and, and lightly wipe it. But I, in the winter, early spring months, I do not cleanse twice a day. I just do a nice double cleanse at night and that is it. So you don't need to. It all depends on your skin. It all, it, yes, exactly. It all depends. You, do, you absolutely do not need to. Again, I feel like this is one of those things where you do have the answer yourself and you do have the power yourself and to step in the shower and be like, oh, my skin feels really dry this morning. That might be your clue that you don't need to cleanse it that morning. Got it. This maybe should have gone with our layering question, but this is a question I get, and I never know what to say to our listeners because I don't know what products they're using, but they want to know what causes pilling of products. I call them rubber cement balls. I don't know, little ballies. I feel like sunscreens are probably usually the culprit. They often pill on top, or if you've thrown in a foundation, like one of those treatment foundations that happens to have skincare things, and they play well with nothing else. They're like, they expect you to only put that on your face because if you put something else, it starts to ball up and then you look like you have a beard growing or whatever it is. What is going on there? Are there any hard and fast rules? 
No, and that's what sucks because there really is. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to answer it from what I see in the treatment room and then what I've talked to my chemists about and what I've talked to other chemists about on social media about it. So the first thing I was seeing was it's not the same for everybody. Even if it was the same exact products, the same exact amount of products, like you as my client maybe might pill and then my next client, different skins maybe, you know, but same exact products for whatever reason might not pill. And it could even just be one product. So that was where I was first like, this is annoying. And I know there's a lot of thoughts on that, that it's like, oh, you need to exfoliate or you need to do that, this. Or, I think it's more of a chemistry thing. I think it's just your skin reacting to the product. It could be something also as simple as, again, the amount of product I had on my hand. Like there's a lot of variables, but it, that was the one thing I did see that it was not an across the board. Everybody has the same reaction, even with the same products. Then something that I know to be true, but then also confirmed from the chemist I work with, a lot of times it's simply too much product, whether too many different products, three serums, four serums, a moisturizer, or just too much of one serum or too much of one moisturizer. Oh, okay. And then the what I believe to be the biggest culprit is what you touched on, which is usually a serum, a moisturizer, not reacting well with the sunscreen or not reacting well with the primer. I think that's the number one place where people see active pilling and really notice it. You might have more minute things with a serum or a moisturizer, but I think you really start to see it with a sunscreen or a primer and applying it over top of serums or moisturizers. And usually that is simply happening from the ingredients not playing well together. So whether there's silicone in your SPF, silicone in your primer, and maybe that's not sitting well on top of a water-based gel textured type serum that might have larger molecules of, you know, whether it's xanthan gum or a larger molecule of hyaluronic acid or glycerin or, or things that are going to sort of sit on the skin surface. And then you're coupling that with a silicone and they're just not doing what they're supposed to do together. With all that being said, that makes, makes it extremely frustrating because I have, I don't even want to say this either. Well, I won't mention the brand, but for the first time ever, I saw a brand mention like, these products won't pill. And I thought that was a very wow statement because- Fighting words. Yeah, and again, from my experience, I'm like, how do you know? Sure shit, they <laughs> pilled on me, like bad, like some of the worst pilling ever. And I, They were so, setting themselves up for failure with yes, that one. <laughs> yeah, but, and I know other people that have used it that have been fine. And again, I just used their two products as like a serum moisturizer I actually love the products. It just the pilling thing was a, a really annoying occurrence. So there's also, yeah. I don't want to say there's no way to like a surefire way to tell, but I, in my practice and history, there's not a surefire way to tell. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey Love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be Honey Love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love.
Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. But I also think you point out something which I didn't know, which is if it pilled, maybe the next time try just a little bit less of the product. Yes. Not If it's yes. sunscreen, you know you need a bunch of it. But if there's some serum and it was pilling, maybe you had too much, which I know I, I'm guilty of because I'm like all excited about a product and I want to slather it on. Same. And I've, I've had that from even our products and other brands' products where I just was really heavy-handed because I feel like I needed it. And a tip with that too is what you could do is apply a little bit of the product let it sort of dry down and set. And if you feel like you need more, then do more instead of doing one big mm-hmm. lump at once. That's a, another way that you can sort of have a workaround for pilling. Yeah. I was going to say, if you used everything from Jordan Samuel's skincare line, would it ensure non-pilling? But what you just said is no, no it can't no. even because everybody's skin is different. All right. This question you get all the time. The pilling was from our listeners, but you get, my skin can't tolerate X ingredient, whatever it is. I mean, please fill in the blank for me. There's like 50 of them. Yeah, same. <laughs> Do I keep trying different formulas or stop trying to make that ingredient work? So if you have been diligent and let's say it's your first time in using alpha hydroxy acids, just throwing that out there, and you have a bad reaction, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a reaction to all alpha hydroxy acids. A, because there's going to be different strengths. There's going to be leave-on versus non-leave-on. However... If you have a history of trying different alpha hydroxy acids and you have issues and your skin flares up and is irritated, there's so many other fish in the sea. I would say 
make yourself happy, make your skin happy, find another ingredient, find a workaround for your skin, not tolerating that ingredient. So I don't think it's as easy and fast as if you've had one reaction, your first time out, try an ingredient, whatever that is, that you can put it all in one basket. However, We're done. <laughs> if yeah, if you've tried, and I know that people are still like, but there's other all these other products out there that I need to try. I feel like that's how people are always with perfume. They're like, it gives me a headache. I'm not wearing perfume. I'm done. Yes, exactly. Like, Just the one. Every perfume is going to give you a headache, but yeah, exactly. I get it. But exactly, that's like the perfect, perfect comparison because it's never going to be that easy. But then separately, if you've really put in a good fight and it's still not working for you, there's no reason to keep on pushing that. There's so many other great things out there that will work for you. And I would just add to that, like, why were you incorporating that? If you wanted the alpha hydroxy because you were looking for exfoliating, go from the concern first and look for another type of exfoliator. Exactly. Right? Yes. Or if you wanted it because you heard it was collagen boosting, like, well, there's plenty of ingredients that Well, and that's another... Exactly. That's another thing is for people, a lot of people started to get into the single ingredients and the the buzz worthy ingredients. And so they would just get stuff and it didn't really need to be incorporated in the routine. And so that's an excellent point is that look at what you need to do with your skin and then go from there. I feel like this goes to, I had this question later, but let's talk about it now with retinol, because I feel like me as a baby beauty editor back in the early aughts, I was like, oh, so novel. I can write about this. It fixes everybody's problems. Damn, if we didn't do too good of a job and the beauty industry didn't do too good of a job. And now people think if they can't handle retinol, it's like they're missing out on a large portion of life and beauty because this is the thing to have. But that happens is like the marketing machine of the beauty industry gets us excited about Bacuchiol or yeah. a new vitamin C form or whatever it is. And I guess let me just ask you about the retinol one, because I think that's one of the bigger ones. Are they really missing out? The question was, if I'm not using retinol, am I really missing out? So retinol is great, but I think what has happened is the spin that has happened with retinol. So it really, back in the day, was SPF was your protective measure. We knew it worked. We have the testing on it. And then when people spoke about retinol, they really meant your prescription strength because that had the extensive research and the extensive data on what it could do for X, Y, and Z. That's not to say the cosmetic formulas out there won't work, aren't great, but I feel like there's a little bit misleading marketing going on where they take a lot from that research of a prescription strength, tretinoin, vitamin A product, and pair that to the cosmetic retinol which it seems like it would make sense and right. One's just maybe a little bit weaker in that, but there's not that amount of research on the cosmetic retinol, retinaldehyde, retinol palmitate, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's why people get hyped about it because they hear all these magical things, right? Speeds up cell turnover. It gets your cells into these great compact working order. So your stratum corneum is nice and smooth and even can lessen the depth of a wrinkle, can help to get that collagen stimulation going. That's all the stuff that's coming from the prescription end. So it sounds very exciting though, when it's put in like, oh, and it's in this gentle form and it's yada, yada, yada. Retinol is great. If your skin cannot handle it, there are so many other things, just like we just said about alpha hydroxy acids. I am so sensitive, so sensitive. We currently have one retinol in our line. It is, I consider- I was going to ask, do you even make a product with retinol? It is baby's first steps into retinol. We make it super gentle strength. People will inevitably step out of it or they won't because they're like me and they have super sensitive skin. But half the time I'm not using that. I'm using peptides. I'm using my sunscreen. I'm just being good with my antioxidants. And my skin, I think, still looks very good and happy and healthy. And I I don't need to rely on retinol. When you say step out of that, you mean they'll start with this product. What is the name of the product that has retinol that's in your line? Retinol treatment oil. And then they're like, okay, I've I've made it work for me. I've retinized my skin. I like it. I think I can handle something more. So they're stepping it up. Whereas yes. somebody like you with sensitive skin, you that's still, you're like maybe twice a week, but I'm doing peptides mostly for my anti Yes, exactly. Needs. And that's another thing too. And another mistake I see is where people think they have to constantly go up no matter what, they have to constantly go up. And that's where a lot of like, I can't use retinol comes in because they were fine 
when they were on something like our treatment oil or maybe even something a little bit stronger. So why did they step up? It was working. It's almost like exactly. it wasn't giving irritation. So you're like, well, it's probably not working because I heard it was supposed to irritate. Oh my God. The, I just did an Instagram about that. People chase side effects. They want the peeling. They want the purging. That's not, you're lucky if you don't have the side effects. That does do not go chasing side effects. You're right. This goes back to what we were saying. Like, is my skincare working? Like working means you're not getting side effects. But I think some of us think like, well, I do it every day and it's just sort of like chugging along. Well, isn't that what you want? Exactly. But no, you want to like mess with it and make something happen. So then you have to do something else. Like it's a big old experiment and like you're cooking up a storm or whatever you're doing. And we're so immune now to the filters and everything that's on TikTok and Instagram. And we don't even know we're looking at a filtered picture or, and I'm not even talking like airbrushing all that, but just simply like the good light and the slight filter and all the things that happen. And I think that's what people start chasing because they think there really is that ability to have a poreless, flawless finish, but skin has pores, skin has divots, skin has texture. So don't go chasing side effects and trying to make your skin lineless, poreless, and as smooth as possible because you'll end up on the wrong side of that. I'm just thinking of the TLC song, don't go chasing waterfalls. Well, I actually usually say that when I start to say that phrase because that's the first thing that comes into my head. Mine too, mine too. Something we touched upon, but this was a question I get all the time is fragrance. I was talking about perfume, but there seems to be this like demonizing of fragrance in skincare. So my question is, how bad is fragrance in skincare really? And is it even bad? Like, what's your take on fragrance? How do you formulate with it? Fragrance is only bad in skincare if it doesn't work for you. It really is a lovely element. I think it can help people use a product if that's, you know, the aromatherapy or their uplifting experience they have from their cleanser or their moisturizer or their serum. Obviously, we are a brand that is geared a lot towards sensitive skin and also obviously my own skin. I'm somebody that can do okay with fragrance, but it's touch and go. So we have a few scented products, but usually we are on the side of fragrance-free products. That won't be the case throughout our line as we bring out other things, but it's not something that I shy away from using myself. It's not something I shy away from recommending to others. It's just something that if it doesn't work for you, then it's a problem. But if you have, if your skin and your nose and your head, and there's also a preference that goes into a Senate product, but if that's not bothering you, then enjoy all you want. Is there a rule on like, well, if you're, if you're worried about health concerns or whatever, some people think there might be an allergy or I don't know what's in the quote unquote parfum in this particular thing. Maybe there's an endocrine disruptor in there. Can you say that the natural fragrances are a better choice or could those be more irritating? They could certainly be more irritating. And I wouldn't say they're necessarily a safer choice either because they have also, in depending on the amounts and again, you and your makeup and your skin, they could have their own whole set of issues and concerns. So I wouldn't say one is better than the other. I know some people would say synthetic fragrance is more safe because it is not active whereas essential oils can actually be quite active on the skin. And again, I'm not trying to demonize one or the other. I use many products with essential oils and many products with fragrance as well. But if it works for you, have at it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But yeah, no, there's been a huge divide of that in the industry, which is strange to me. This was a question you say you get a lot. And I'm curious, do we really need a separate eye product? The answer is no. And then the other side of that is are eye products fake money grabs? No. So if you are like, right, there's always two sides to every story, (laughs) two sides to a coin, but no, you do not need a separate eye product. We have an eye product in our line, but you do not need a separate eye product because if you're happy with your moisturizer and you bring it around the eyes, great. If you bring your SPF around your eyes, great. As long as you're hydrating that area, great. The reason we created an eye product was for, and we created it with ingredients specifically that are known to help the eye area. Yes, they also would help facial skin as well, but our moisturizers did not have those ingredients in them. So for instance, in our product, we have caffeine, we have green tea, we have peptides, we have golden chamomile, we have two types of algae, but all ingredients that have research and are specifically meant for the eye area to help the eye area. Because what do, what do all those things do for the eye area? They can help to brighten it. They can help to hydrate and plump. They can be a great antioxidant protector. They're quite soothing as well. They're not irritating. The eye area can be very sensitive to certain actives. So for me, it's 
two things. You do not need a separate eye product, but eye creams are not a fraud. <laughs> Says the man who sells it. What is yours? <laughs> is yours an eye cream? Not a balm, not a serum, not... It's a gel, actually. Yeah. So is this is another personal thing is I really had issues with balms, oils, and even creams with eye products because they would migrate really easily. Even if I did it far down on my orbital bone, it would still migrate up and make my eyes more blurry and puffy, which is the exact thing you're trying to avoid. And I find that gels work really well under makeup. I find that they don't migrate. They stay where you put them. That is the thing with eye cream. If it's stinging, it's because it moved inwards towards your eyeball. I mean, I had that terribly. A lot of products I loved did that. And I would just, and I'm like, I, if I bring this down anymore, it will be on my cheekbone. Like that's not my eye. So I don't know why I'm using this. If that's... <laughs> but you were like a centimeter away and yet still somehow five minutes later, like cool, yes. it's in my eyeball yeah. now. So gels, that format, it stays kind of where you put it, which might be better for yeah. some people that have sensitive eye area. Yeah, and I definitely Got prefer it. gels. I picked this question because I think this speaks to a broader thing, which is there are certain things, I'm going to say, I don't care what you say, there are certain things you cannot fix with a topical product. If you have like loose, hangy neck skin, I don't care what the neck cream jar tells you, you can't tighten up loose skin with a topical product. So maybe I should get to the question instead of preaching and ranting. Jen, thank you. Um, I'm all the with question you. is, can you correct <laughs> can you correct crepey skin with product? Now, crepey skin obviously can happen anywhere, neck being one of them, top of your knees, back of your hands, that thin sort of like it's lost a lot of its elasticity. Can you make that look better with product? So again, I feel like this is where it's like splitting hairs with words. Can you make it look better? Absolutely with product. Can you get it to a point where you're going to be happy with it with product? No. Like I write, I find that you could absolutely plump it up temporarily, hydrate it temporarily. Maybe you're using, you're good with your acids and your retinols and your peptides and other things that can help with that. So you can get it to a place where you're like, oh, this is better than it was. But I can assure you it is not going to be something that, and I'm not saying you have to run and get surgery, obviously, but there's many things like that in the skincare industry where skincare products are amazing, but they only go so far. And with crepey skin, with the best you could be getting is a plumped up version of the crepey so it looks less crepey, what would be the ingredients that might help with a crepey texture? I feel like if you were real, if you were somebody that could get on with a, a great, strong, either cosmetic retinol or something like tretinoin, and you were really good about using that, really good about sun protection, so you really could get a lot of that, those like fibroblast cells going and helping to produce collagen and elastin, you could maybe move the needle a little bit there, but then separately just protecting it from sun exposure, hydrating it using your humectants, your emollients, your occlusives, really basic surface stuff, like I said. So you're improving the look of it, but you're not getting it to a place where you're going to say like, oh, I don't have crepey skin anymore. And then the last question, which you brought to me or us, is about gadgets. Oh my God, people love the gadgets. So the question is, are at-home gadgets, a couple examples being microcurrent devices, LED devices, are they worth it? Now you're going to tell me what does worth it mean because you love definitions no, of words, say, but I like engine. <laughs> <laughs> What's worth it mean to you? No. So yes, I did an, another video on this on Instagram, but two things with this one. One is if you're going to invest in them, make sure you have the time. That's the number one mistake I see is people will get these it's LED light devices. Consistently. Yes, and they use it once or twice a month. Lovely. No use it every other day. I don't know, some of them you can even use every day. If you can carve out that time, you will see probably a very happy result. It's not going to be the same as in clinic or in a treatment room, but you will see a very happy result. The other thing that I would say is I find that people don't have their basics dialed in. They don't have the great cleanser they're using 365 or the SPF that they're happy using and the moisturizer they're happy using, but then they run to the gadget. So I say like, get that in check. If you have that in check, you start to get happy with your skin, then have at it with the gadgets. But only if you're going to use them. That's like the biggest thing. You can, again, move the needle. Like the microcurrent devices, I've seen great results with that for people that use it consistently. Which ones are people using that you've seen results with? The like New Face Pro, I think that you could buy from a lot of spas in person. But again, when I say that, it's people that are using it three or four times a week, every single week for months at a time. And they're really, really consistent about it. You get 
with those microcurrent devices, that initial perk. So you get really excited. And of course, you can do it right before a big event if you want and get a little bit of a lift. But again, to get it, you know, not similar to skincare, being consistent with it and using it. And I just find it becomes this. It's not a gimmick, so I don't want to use the term gimmick, but it becomes a flash in the pan that you don't end up using. It was an easy sell, but then you don't end up using it or using it enough. And then you don't have your basics dialed it's in too. It's with the spiralizer so like, in the kitchen. <laughs> so it's yeah. the, like, what is this? The popeil meal, the like but, insert weird kitchen gadget that nobody uses anymore. Yep. Air fryer, maybe some people. Yes. A, a, air fryer. Absolutely. I, oh, I had it all, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. This will go to the graveyard of home gadgets. And if <laughs> yes. it's going to go there, save your money. Know yourself. Exactly. Know yourself. For the environment too, guys, I would say. Because like yeah, if you're absolutely. buying it, you know it's just going to like go in the buy nothing group later. Like might as well not. Well, we've come full circle here. goes back to like, is, it, is your routine working? Like don't go jumping for a gadget if you haven't got the basics down. So we worked our way through those questions. But now I have to ask you because you're your sensitive soul that you are, what do you use? Do you use makeup? Like what else do you use besides Jordan Samuel skincare? Like what are some of your faves? Besides Jordan Samuel skin, other products that I, Kate Somerville uh, has a new name now. Peptide K8 is a moisturizer that if I want to go indulge in something, it's sort of one of my holy grails. Of course, Caroline Hirons is a friend. She has a new line, Skin Rocks. I'm using almost everything that's in her line. Specifically, I really like her moisturizer and I really, really like her support oil. And those are available here now? I thought just the retinols were. I got to keep up on my You skincare. can get them online. They're shipped from the UK, but they do, I believe, all ship here. I love Costa Brazil products, actually, from Francisco Costa. Like, I love the body oil. I love the facial oil. I love the body scrub. I love the body and hand wash. Are they all one scent or are they different? sense within that line. The facial oil and the body oil are the same. The body and hand wash is the scent of the fragrance they came out with, which I also love. And then they have an unscented or fragrance-free body and hand wash as well. So they're all slightly different, I guess. Fragrance-free hand soap, boring. My one joy is like... <laughs> I was going to... Same. I was going to say the same thing. For somebody who's sensitive to fragrance, the one thing that is scented in our house is the hand and body washes, like all, that's where we like. Like to get me to want to wash my hands as much as, especially during the pandemic we had to, I was like, this better be some good smelling hand soap. So I have a little moment of fun while I'm like exactly. ABCing my way to clean hands. So you like Costa Brazil. What about grooming? Are you, how do we take care of your head? Are you shaving that every day yourself? So not every day, my God. I do once a week. I use, it's the Mach 3 or 5, whatever. It mocks Gillette. No, Gillette. It's Gillette Skin Guard Razor. I use the Mach 3 on my face. On my head, I use the like Skin Guard, which is five blades, but it has all these protective things. So I can go over places multiple times and get no irritation. I love it. It's the Skin Guard. It's Gillette Skin Guard. And then we didn't, you said you like fragrance, even though it might make you sensitive in a skincare routine, but like what's your cologne or fragrances of choice, if anything? Many. I'm a big <laughs> Jo Malone, the person fan. So I, I mean, I love Jo Malone, the brand, but I also love her new brand, Jo Loves. She has a pomelo scent, a green, orange, and coriander scent, which is probably the green, oh, orange, and coriander, my wait, most this warm. Is when I met you, you were wearing green, orange, and coriander. It smells so good. I'm obsessed with that fragrance. Obsessed with that fragrance. Thank you. How would you describe that to someone? I, how would I describe that to someone? I was earthier than I thought. Yeah, it's interesting. She describes it, which she doesn't even use notes in describing it, but I sort of get the feeling from it. It's like a camel-colored cashmere sweaters, like enwrapped you, which I sort of get that like warmth and that softness, but right? Oh, it sort okay. of has yeah. that like depth to it. And she calls it like New York in the fall or New York in wintertime fragrance. I wear it all year round. But you get the green orange, but then there's black pepper, there's coriander, there's oak moss. I adore it. I've worn, I've gone through so many bottles of that scent. So many bottles. Guess what portion of the Fat Mascara podcast we have come to, Jordan? You've made it through to the Fat Mascara 5. I'm just going to give you a little quickie round if you don't mind. What's the first beauty product? I'll just say beauty product. You translate that how you like to whatever it means to you that you fell in love with. Angel by Terry Mugler. That perfume. Okay, you went in big from the start. You are a beauty guy. I love it. A ballet teacher wore something similar and I fell in love. So yes. That's an aggressive scent for the studio, yeah, I would say. I, like addicted. 
Yeah, delicious. Okay, what's your trick for energizing yourself when you're not feeling energized? I was like someone who used to do two performances a day and all that training, you must have a way to like perk yourself up. I really have gotten into meditation and I I do find that helps a ton. And also I'm a napper. I am a napper. But I do like oh, I do a ten minutes. <laughs> but na- I do I love a nap. I a nap like a twenty minute power nap really helps me. Really helps me. I did. Of course, meditation is wonderful. I just feel like, <laughs> like give me an easy pick me up, and everybody's like, well, fifteen minutes of meditating, which we all know is hard to do. Who is somebody that you would like to give a facial to? Who would you love on your table that you haven't had the pleasure of? Treating oh God, yet? so many people. I, Oprah. I think Oprah. What's your favorite indulgent snack? I don't know if it's a snack, but French fries, I'm like addicted to. Not addicted. I don't eat them all the time, oh, but, but that's there like are my go-to. So, there are so many types of French fries. Is there like a, a best French fry to you? Like, is it a waffle? Is it a steak? Is it a thin and crispy? It's more of, it's not really a steak fry, I guess, but it's closer to a steak fry. But there's a restaurant, Duzemi, on 50, East 51st Street. I swear I've been, I used to date a Belgian man. I had French fries all over in Brussels. These fries on East 51st Street, we live, that's what we get. We get two orders of them as our appetizers. We are addicted to the French fries there. Addicted. Josami on 50th Street. I'm absolutely going there and getting French fries. Okay. Last question. How do you wind down at the end of the day? Get your beauty sleep. What does it take to wind you down? Either I need time. So it's either a TV show or, and something that I don't really have to think about. Something that we enjoy and we get into, but something that's a little bit lighter or reading a book. But I'd like to start Who's this we? You keep saying we. We get the fries. We watch the show. My my husband, Ben. (laughs) So he has to be part of this process too. So we have to agree on the show. Yes. Yeah, we definitely have to agree on the show. And nothing too difficult and wind down. Exactly. Yes. And it's usually at bedtime, it's usually a rewatch of a show. So we don't have to think like we love Mad Men. So we rewatch that like three times. I just, I oh, love that show. Oh, that's a good one. Cause like, you know, what's going to happen, but you just immerse yourself in that world without having to think yeah. too much. Oh, I like that strategy. Wow. We got through a lot, didn't we? I feel like we answered yes. so many questions. I love it. See what we can do on a podcast that you can't do on a little Instagram video. I love this. I think this is so helpful. I really appreciate you being game for everything. Thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you, Jen. I'm honored. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off.
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.